What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. I am your host once again, Jared Hamilton. If you are new here, welcome, and I thank you for being on the show. So today, we're going to have a little bit of a different subject matter, a little uh, deeper, a little more heartfelt, if you will. Um, a lot of my DMs and a lot of my questions I've been getting a lot lately, um, all over the spectrum from uh, coaching clients to tribe members to Instagram DMs, emails, everything, has been all about binge eating. Okay, so that's what we're going to talk about is why you binge eat and then how to fix it. Okay, now first of all, before I go anywhere with this, it, a lot of people's binge eating is I would at the level of where I would call it a disorder where you honestly might consider go seeking um, actual counseling, like you know, from an actual uh, doctor and uh, psychiatrist. So don't be afraid if that's the case. There's not a thing in the world wrong with getting help in counseling because a lot of you know, depending on what your story is, your you know, what causes binge eating may be a little bit deeper of an issue than food itself. It's usually a deep, deep, deep down maybe chemical imbalance in your brain or a bigger issue at hand. So don't be afraid to go seek out counseling, okay? Because it may be deeper than just, you know, a couple little things here and there. So let's get into it a little bit though. So why do people binge eat? There are three to four main reasons, in my opinion, people binge eat. Okay, everybody's opinion is different, but this is my podcast, so I'm giving my opinion. There are a few reasons why most people binge eat. Number one is out of guilt. Okay, a lot of people will binge eat because they feel guilty about certain foods and they're like, you know what, if I just eat like a whole pack of Oreos and a whole pizza, I will make myself sick and not ever want to do it again. It's a form of self-sabotage. Honestly, a lot of this is a form of, is all forms of self-sabotage, but that's that's one of the first ones I see is because you feel guilty about eating the food. So you just like, you're like, you know, well, I might as well eat all I can. It's, you know, if all of a sudden you have a piece of pizza, it's like, you know what? This is the worst thing that could happen, so I might as well eat the whole thing. It, a lot of times that mentality, it's out of guilt or it's, you know, out of guilt so much where you're like, well, maybe if I make myself sick, I won't want to do it again. Boom. That's the first That's the first one. The second one is, in my opinion, the biggest one. Self or uh, is deprivation. Is you are depriving yourself from certain foods, what you might think of as unhealthy foods. We'll get into that, into that here in a minute. So what you do is you just literally cut them out of your life. I can't tell you how many times I've seen on Facebook a post that says, we're going on the no diet, no sweets, no sugar, no bread, no pasta, no process, no everything. So you're going from eating like an asshole, not healthy, not good quality at all, to cutting out every little bit of sweets and fun food you can. That's not the way to do it. Here's the thing you got to understand. Uh, one of the best examples I've ever heard is this like an arrow. The longer you deprive yourself from certain foods, it's like pulling an arrow back. The longer you deprive yourself and the harder you deprive yourself, the longer your binge eating arrow takes off and the further and harder and faster it goes. So because here's the thing, we'll get into this here in a minute with why, you know, calories are calories and why food is just food and one piece of damn pizza that's worth 250 calories is not a bad thing. Like you're, there's so much more to it than that. So too many people though, deprive themselves. I can't tell you how many people that I actually, it's almost every single one that I can think of. I haven't seen this otherwise where someone gets a hold of me and they say, dude, I'm, I binge and I don't know. I can't control it. I don't know how. And every single time they deprive themselves from that completely, except for like, you know, let's say they have one day a week where they indulge. Well, I'm not a fan of that anyway. I'll get into that in a minute. Um, so what they do is they deprive themselves all week. 
They won't have sweets or pizza or alcohol or brownies or any any of this food that you love Monday through Saturday. And then on Sunday, you're like, oh, I can have it now, finally. Then you have a 10,000-calorie day because you act like it's the last pizza, damn pizza, the last piece of damn pizza you're ever going to have. Where you need to have a more balanced day-to-day where there's nothing wrong with having a piece of pizza on a Monday. You know, make it, just make it work in your numbers. Like today, uh, my wife brought me home a Starbucks cake pop today. It's a Tuesday. Like I had my the damn cake pop. It was delicious. I don't feel any guilt from eating it. It's not going to stop me in my fe- my fitness progress and my goals. It's just a you know 150 calorie piece of cake basically. Like that's totally doable. That to to make work in my numbers, to be consistent with and not go overboard. But it's also not making me feel deprived where I never have it. I'm telling you right now, the biggest reason I ever see for binge eating is because some because you de- deprive yourself too much somewhere else. The only reason you want to smash an entire box of Oreos is because you deprive yourself from them somewhere else. The only reason you want to kill a whole pizza or a whole dozen donuts or whatever is because you deprive yourself of them somewhere else. Always remember that. Um, The other big reason for binge eating, this is where, you know, you might think about consulting a psychiatrist or a counselor is you're using food to cope with a bigger issue. You know, maybe something traumatic happened and the only way you can cope with sadness or depression or issues of some sort is just by eating and that's super common but it's still not okay it's not a healthy way to cope with things it's not you know you're not coping you're covering it up with a giant food binge eating band-aid so if that's you right now if you know you're using food to cope you really should probably go talk to somebody I know it's hard I know it sucks but I'm telling you you'll thank yourself later for it um but Understand that. Figure out is, you know, if you want to binge eat, see if you have any triggers. Like, are you coping with for something? Are you depressed and all of a sudden you binge eat? Or are you anxiety and stressed out filled and you that's when you want to binge? Like, identify your identifying your triggers is one of the biggest things you can do. You know, some people have trigger foods. Like, they just want donuts more than anything else, like I do. Um, but even still, I love donuts are literally my, my favorite food on the planet. But even still, I'm not going to smash a dozen of them in front of me because I have donuts all throughout the week. It's, it's not a big deal, but I want you to start identifying what might cause you to binge. I want you to think, well, whenever I think about all, every time you binge, write every detail down, you can, are you stressed? Do you have anxiety? Did you have a bad day at work? Do you have a bad day at school? Are kids going nuts? Is food the only escape you feel like you can do? So a lot of times people use, like I said, food and binge eating as a, um, as a cope, they, they try to cover up their problem and just eat, 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 eat. That's, that's the other reason why, um, the concept of intuitive eating or mindful eating doesn't always work for some people where you just stop when you're full because so many people don't eat when they're full. They eat when they're stressed and scared and anxiety filled and bored and all this other stuff. Okay. And then the, the last reason that kind of almost governs all of this is, um, a big reason for binge eating is when, your self-image is off, and this is a subconscious self-sabotage, all right? I know I, I talk about this in another, uh, a couple other different episodes of the podcast, but your mind is basically like your own little thermostat, because we all, I'll just touch this on this briefly. So we all know how thermostats in our house work. Like if your thermostat's set at 70 degrees, and it becomes 80 in your house, your, thermo, your, your, your air kicks on and brings the heat down. Or in the wintertime, if your thermostat's set on 70 and it gets really cold out and your temperature in your house starts to drop, your thermostat goes, oh, guys, it's getting cold. Let's bring it back up to where we're set at. 
That's how thermostats work. Well, your subconscious mind is your your own little thermostat. So if you view yourself as a fat sack of shit, overweight, a binge eater, and just out of shape and not where you want to be, but that's where your you, your natural thermostat is set at, then all of a sudden you decide to go start working on eating right and you lose 10, 20 pounds, or you start to see progress, and all of a sudden, binge eating, boom, and it brings you right back to square one. It's it's basically your subconscious is like your own personal thermostat for your physical reality, to be honest. Like I say, uh, one, a mentor of mine told me before, he's like, Jared, your outsides are just a reflection of your insides. So where I view myself at mentally is is what my outsides are just going to follow suit. Like where they say the head goes, the body follows, you know, everything that, that goes all the way to down to like a deadlift technique. But honestly, if you want to take up more psychological is where you are at mentally, your outsides and your physical is just going to follow suit. So think about it. If you binge eat, if you have issues with all this stuff, how do you view yourself? Do you view yourself completely different than what you are right now? Like deep, 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 deep down into your soul, you view yourself different or do you pretty well see yourself how you are? You see yourself in the up in the mirror. You get up. You don't like the way you look. You think you're overweight and out of shape, and you just hate the way you look and feel. Is that what happens? Because that will be your reality if that's what you are. James Allen, an amazing, amazing writer, one of my absolute favorites. He's he talked about he talks about this. He says in life we don't get what we want. We get what we are. So therefore, if we want more, we've got to become more. So if we get uh, otherwise, if we all got what we wanted, we'd all be shredded millionaires and have an amazing sex life like because if it's just a matter of wanting more it's there but we don't get what we want we get what we are mentally so if you are out of shape mentally if you are a binge eater if you are broke whatever your you uh whatever your your mentality is that's just what your outsides are going to follow suit with now there's going to be a few people who will disagree with this and be like oh jared that doesn't make any sense but their results i promise you speak for themselves you know, it, it astounds me how many people will argue against some of the stuff that um, I talk about and the principles, but their results suck ass, you know. So always, always before, before, you know, you throw an idea down the tube that's a little bit different than what you've been doing, look at your current circumstances and reality. Look at your current results because that's ultimately the biggest dictator of what you're doing is working. So in that case, if that's, you know, all this is a self-image thing, you've got to learn to change your self-image. You've got to start looking at yourself different, walking different, talking different, viewing yourself as different. Um, it's hard. I'm telling you right now, thinking and being on another frequency mentally when your physical hasn't caught up yet, so to speak, is hard. But I'm telling you, you have complete control over the thoughts you think. Because that's ultimately what dictates your reality is the thoughts that you think all day, every day. All right. So those are the big four. Uh, most people binge either out of guilt um, out of deprivation, where you deprive yourself from eating all the foods you love, um, using food as a coping mechanism, or your self-image is off, and it's a form of self-sabotage. So how do we go about fixing this? Okay, how, how, I mean, how do you go about it? Well, um, first of all, food should never make you feel guilty, ever. Like that, that's, Here's the thing you've got to understand, guys. Food is food. No one ever got fat from eating pizza and ice cream, and no one ever got lost weight and got a six pack off of broccoli and salad. It doesn't work like that. It's not that black and white. Um, I know people who are fat from organic food because they eat too much of quote unquote healthy food. But I also know people who, um, very, 
in a very flex- flexible style, keeping their numbers, their calories and their calorie deficit and high protein and whatnot. But they let, you know, they'll have a couple donuts here and there. They'll have some ice cream that they won't go overboard. I do that. And, and it's, and then you, and you can lose all the weight in the world. You want all of them. That's what I preach to almost every single one of my clients and tribe members is how to deal with food this way. And you know what happens once uh, you, you see it finally click. They're like, Oh my goodness. I had no idea it was this simple. Guys, simple and easy are two different things, but it, it, this whole fat loss nonsense should not be complicated. It should be very simple. So understand this. If you're feeling guilty, you should never have anxiety or guilt over food. Let's say you even blow your numbers out of the water. Let's say you go to a birthday party for your kid and then you go to a pizza joint and you smash you know, a few, uh, you know, three, four pieces of pizza and birthday cake and you're sitting at about five to 6,000 calories that day. Like you shouldn't feel guilty about that. Like realize if you do that consistently, yeah, you're not going to lose fat, but it, nothing happens in one sitting. Nothing. Let me dude, listen to that. Nothing happens in one sitting. You don't get fat from one meal, one, one bad meal, one bad day, one bad few days. It's when it becomes consistent. Okay. You don't get in the same way. If uh, you don't get, you're not going to get shredded or lean or defined from one meal, one healthy meal, one good meal, one deficit meal, one deficit day, one deficit week. I've had people, they're like, Jared, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I've had clients do this. I've had online coaching clients reach out and say, dude, I don't know what what's going on. Uh, this isn't working. I've been eating in a calorie deficit. I've been strength training. I've been having low stress. I've been having high protein. And I haven't lost any weight yet. I said, how long has it been? And they go, like a whole three weeks. And I'm like, bro, like you can't get fat in three weeks, contrary to popular belief. So you got to understand that nothing happens in one sitting. It's when that one sitting becomes consistent. It's not like if you accidentally have a blowout day where, you know, we're human and shit happens. But when that blowout day turns into every single Sunday or every single Friday night or every single Saturday or every single whatever, that's when it becomes problematic. Okay. Um, so stop feeling guilty. Food is food, guys. Stop labeling stuff as healthy and unhealthy. There isn't because it's not that simple black and white because you can take something healthy. Let's call it an avocado. Avocados are healthy. They've got vitamins, minerals, uh, healthier fat, uh, fiber, micronutrients, that kind of thing. But if you eat 10 of them a day, you're going to be fat from an avocado. Damn it. Like, so stop using the term healthy, unhealthy food is what I would is almost more on a dial of more nutritious and less nutritious. Obviously a donut is less nutritious than broccoli. Okay. But that doesn't mean donuts, uh, you know, off the grid, you should never have a donut ever again. We're human. There's no reason to give up in all of something. You should never go to such an extreme. You have to give up every bit of something. Okay. You can have, I mean, it's crazy. You can have a donut every day, stay in your numbers and you'll be fine. That's where, so then that's where it's like, okay, Jared, well, what do I do? Do I eat all bad food? Do I eat all good food? Where do calories come in? I made a podcast, a few podcasts back. You should look and find it. It's called calories or nutrients. It's basically the biggest difference in like, which you go for nutrients or calories, but I'm going to spoil it for you. It's both. You want both. Think of it this way. The, the biggest premise for what you should be eating is number one, food you enjoy. You should not be force feeding yourself food you hate. I'm just, I'm because you're eventually going to be a ticking time bomb to quitting or binging because if all you do is eat food you hate for the sake of being healthy, you're eventually going to quit or binge or just stop because it's not going to work. So the very, very basis for everything you do should be food you enjoy. Okay. Then calories are king calories. I don't care what anyone says. All calories are created equal. 
I know it's getting, some people are shaking their heads right now. All calories are created equal. Here's why. When someone says, well, no, broccoli calories are different than Snickers calories. Like, no, calories is just our unit to measure it. Nutrients are different. If, if, uh, if for someone that says not all calories are created the same, that's like me saying, well, a hundred dollars spent on, uh, you know, or actually let me take a different, let's say a thousand dollars spent on an iPhone is different than a thousand dollars spent on ceiling fans. Well, not really. A thousand dollars is still a thousand dollars that the the iPhone and ceiling fan are two different products, but the dollars, what we use to measure currency with are the same. Give you another example. Two inches on the wall is not different than two inches on the floor. Obviously drywall and tile are different, but are you going to tell me that two inches on the wall is different than two inches on the floor in terms of space apart from each other? No. But when, for some reason, people get all butt hurt and out of shape when, when, when someone says, nope, all calories are equal. Oh, no, Jared, the calories in Snickers are different than the calories in avocado. No, Snickers and avocado are different from a nutrient standpoint, but all the damn calories are the same damn calories. It's literally just the only thing we have to measure units with in terms of food. So next time you hear someone talking about or you, you're wondering, well, are all calories created the same? Yes, they are. $1,000 worth, $1,000 spent on an iPhone is still $1,000 spent on a bunch of ceiling fans. The, the iPhone and ceiling fans are different, but 1000 bucks is still 1000 bucks. The two inches on the wall is the same as the two inches on the floor. The product of the wall and the floor are different, but two inches is still two inches. So with that being said, calories are the great equalizer. So the only way in the world to lose fat is to be in a calorie deficit, right? Not a massive deficit, a very little deficit, because a massive deficit um, isn't sustainable and it could potentially slow your metabolism down. So what happens is if you uh, if you are wanting to diet and you find yourself binging a lot, you need to start to have more of your favorite foods, even unhealthy foods, on a more frequent basis to prevent you from binging. Okay. Well, Jared, what about insulin? Because, you know, once you, your insulin spiked, you're in fat storage mode. Nope. Bullshit. If you are, uh, insulin is a storage hormone. Yes. But nothing, absolutely nothing supersedes calories in, calories out. Like this isn't optimal, but you could have your insulin spiked every second of the day and you'll still lose fat if you're in a calorie deficit. Not that that's good. Guys, don't take these two extremes. Don't say, oh, you're going to eat all your calories worth in Pop-Tarts and gummy bears, and don't go the other way and say, oh, I'm only going to eat healthy, perfect food. Both spectrums don't work. Stop going to every extreme. Balance. Because how you, my, my buddy Carter Good, you guys probably follow him, He one of the best things he's ever told me is he said, Jared, how we lose weight is going to look an awful lot how like how we maintain weight, how we maintain our weight. How you lose the fat is going to look a lot like how you lost it. So keep that in mind. When you're losing, you know, can you maintain that? That's the other reason for binging all that within these categories I talk about is going to extreme programs and protocols. You do something where you it's all comes that comes down to being deprived. You deprive yourself. You're you're literally a binge a binge eating ticking time bomb. So that's the other big reason for binging is doing extreme programs and it's just it's all under depriving yourself. So what do you do? Calories are king or under the umbrella of food you enjoy, then calories are king. You have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. There's no way around that. Okay, so once your calories are in check, you know, you eat just a little bit less than what your body burns. If your body burns 2,000, eat 17, 1,800, just a little bit less, and you'll start to lose weight. But then here's where the magic happens. 
I want you to live by the 80-20 rule. I want you to have the majority of your food more nutritious, better quality foods, not healthy and unhealthy, just more nutritious, better quality foods should be the majority of what you're eating. And you all know, guys knows what, know, know what those are. Those are your lean proteins, your less processed food, you know, lower in, in sugar, lower in, um, you know, being messed with, with by other people. It's like that kind of thing. It's you, you guys know what better quality, more nutritious whole foods are. So that should probably be the majority of what you're eating. Okay. But 20% be a damn human. If you want to have alcohol, have alcohol. If you want a brownie, have a brownie. If you want to have pizza, have pizza. But here's the thing. Stop setting one day aside to, to have your 20%. Have your 20% every day. Still stay in your calorie deficit almost every day. And if you come out of it a day, that's not a big deal. Spend 80% of your time in a calorie deficit. Let me say that again. Spend 80% of your time in a calorie deficit. Eating 80%-ish, better quality, more whole foods. But if you're going to have the 20%, it's part of the damn program. It's okay. But first of all, you've got to make sure it is still in your deficit majority of the time. So don't have one day set out. Guys, don't have, stop having cheat days. Cheat, and you know, because it's, that sets a wrong mentality. It's, it's just terrible. Cheat, make, it implies what you're doing is wrong. You don't have a, I'm going to go fuck my, uh, the mailman day. I'm going to go cheat on my spouse and go fuck the mailman. You don't have a day set aside for that because that's obviously wrong. So stop treating your nutrition the same way. Treat every day the same. Act like you don't know what damn day it is. Treat every single day the same and you, you'll you win. But live by the 80-20 rule. Most days, be in a deficit. Most days, eat the majority of your food, better quality, healthier food. But if you have a couple Oreos every day in your numbers, you won't you won't struggle to lose fat. You know, if, if let's say in the middle, you find out at the evening the wife brought home pizza don't freak out. Don't stress. Have a couple slices, but make it work in your numbers. Figure out how many calories are in each slice of the damn pizza and don't act like it's the last piece of pizza or the last pizza you're ever going to have. So there's no reason to eat the whole fucking thing. Have a piece or two, realize you're in control and get right back to normal. Okay. So just on your day to day, forget there's a, what day it is. Treat every day the same. And if every day you want to have Two Oreos, have two Oreos. If every day you want to have a piece of pizza, have a piece of pizza. Don't let your whole day's worth be junk food, if you even want to call it that. But if you want to have a little bit every day, do it. That Because the whole reason most of you guys are binge eating is because you're depriving yourself. Have it more frequently. It's not going to cause you to store fat as long as you're in your calorie deficit. Okay? Because calories, like I said, are still calories. Just make sure by the end of the day, you're in your deficit and you can have whatever you want. Just it's better to have the majority of your food, better quality, healthier. Um, don't. But here's the other thing, guys. This is the other problem I see most of you guys do. You give in to that mindset. You made the decision. You're a binge eater. You know, I have people who say, no, nope, I tell myself I'm not I, I don't binge anymore. Well, your mind is still set at that. You you're coming out of that where like you're still there. That's like if you have a goal to be out of debt, that's assuming you're, you're assuming you were in debt. Listen. You, sometimes you gotta, you just, you have to reject it. Don't, even if you have binge, tell yourself, no, I do not binge. I do not binge eat. Tell yourself that don't make your goal not to ever binge. It's just part of you. If I said, Hey, um, go smash your head into the wall. You're gonna be like, no, I don't do that. That's stupid. Well, then take that same approach with binge eating. Don't binge intermittently throughout your week have the food you want like i just had a cake pop 
right before I had a uh, chicken, greens, and potato meal, I had a cake pop. Made it work in my numbers. Problem solved. I enjoyed a little bit of sugar. I enjoyed the sweet. And then I still stayed in my numbers. And I'm still having the majority of my food today. Better quality, healthier, whole foods. So stop... So stop taking this food thing to an extreme. Food is food, guys. Stop freaking out about it, for real. Um, so so start, treat, start treating it like that. Quit, quit giving into the mindset. Don't reject it. If you binge eat, be like, nope, this isn't me. I don't do this. And then fix it, make it better for next time. Because here's, here's how to win with it, though. Let's say, you, now what if you do binge eat? Because we're all human. We all do it. Everyone eats some more than others. But let's say you just blow your numbers out of the park. Um. Best thing to do, forget it happened and get right back on track. I it, I had someone message me on Instagram the other day and they're like, "Hey, so I bi- I binge ate, I binge uh, ate really bad yesterday, like really 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 bad. So I think I'm just gonna not eat tomorrow to balance out my calories." And I'm like, "That's the worst fucking thing you could do." St- don't worry about guys. Stop worrying about weekly calories where you're literally if you binge one day and you don't eat for two more days, that's terrible. Stop doing that. Take every day one day at a time. Stop worrying about your weekly calories. Take it all by one day at a time. So if you fuck up one day, your cards are reset, your chips are back in for the next day. So if, if you mess up, honestly, treat that, take that per meal. If you binge ate for lunch, get back on track like it never happened. Literally, the best thing you can do, forget it ever happened and get right back on track like it like literally it didn't phase you. Because it won't. Nothing happens in one meal. Nothing happens in one day. It's when it becomes consistent. So if you binge eat on Wednesday, don't start back Monday. Start back, you know, Wednesday afternoon. Like if you binge ate Wednesday for lunch, start back the next meal. Or let's say you like the whole day was terrible and you just ate everything. You're one day away. Get right back on track the next day or even the next bite. Talk yourself out of it. That's the next thing to do. Talk yourself out of it. You guys, you guys have to believe that what's called the power of auto suggestion is a thing. The thought that the words you say have a direct correlation and impact on your subconscious mind where all this is stemming from. So what happens is, excuse me, what happens is, if it, let me paint a picture. If you had a kid, would you ever tell your kid to wake up every morning, look themselves in the mirror and say, I'm a worthless piece of shit that won't amount to anything. Five to six times a day, every single day. Would you have a kid do that? Most of you says absolutely not. Why? Because eventually they'll start believing it and then their actions will take care of the rest. You adults are no fucking different. Us adults are no fucking different. I talk to myself every day to change my own subconscious paradigms that I'm trying to, that I'm working on. So what happens if if you say, I can't help it, you are programming that into your head and your actions just follow suit. If you say, I just binge. Nope. You you literally just made it, made it more concrete that, that you just accepted it. Talk yourself out of it. No, I have complete control over what goes in my mouth. I do not binge. I have control. I have control. I'm telling you, if you binge eat right now and you write out every single day, as I'm having one of my online coaching clients, we were talking about this the other day, I have her do it. Um, Every single day for five minutes a day, I have her write this out. I am so happy and grateful now that I have complete control over what goes in my mouth. She writes that out every single day. I am so happy and grateful now that I have complete control over everything that goes in my mouth. So what we're doing is we're programming your mind because your mind is where actions stem from, right? So um, me and me and my buddy Todd, we talked about this on episode 14 my, with my, my guy Todd McBroom. We talk, if you guys are struggling with this mental side of stuff, go listen to that episode as soon as you're done with this. It's episode 14 with Todd. Um, but do that. 
some you guys got to start programming your mind right because if if in the same way a little kid will get programmed you know to think they're a worthless piece of shit you us adults aren't different if you keep telling yourself you're a worthless piece of shit or you hate the way you look and feel or you're not motivated that will be your reality there's no way around it it's science there's have you guys you guys realized um there there's even a, a case uh, what book was i reading uh, i think it was either a napoleon hill or a james allen book and they were talking about there was a guy who went and basically um he was a real successful broker of some sort or a bank guy. And he went and borrowed an enormous amount of money that he would never be able to pay it back and went and gambled with it. And he lost. And he knew there's no way in his life he could repay the debt. So he went and rented a hotel room and they and basically sat there and told himself, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. This is terrible. I'm going to die. 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 This isn't going to come out right. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. So guess what happened? That motherfucker died. And in the coroner's report was... His the cause of death, suggestive suicide. So don't tell me that your your words and your thoughts aren't powerful when you can literally it could be literally be written on a coroner's report as cause of death. Okay? I'm telling you, your thoughts and your words are powerful. So stop saying you don't have control over food. Start telling yourself you do have control. Stop saying, yep, I just binge eat. No, you don't. Tell yourself you don't binge eat. You don't have a reason to binge eat. There's never a, a reason on planet Earth to binge eat. Tell yourself you love the way you look and feel. Tell yourself weight loss is easy. Tell yourself working out is easy. Tell yourself you are motivated. And guess what's going to start to happen? The words you speak and feel will start to come true in your life and your actions will take care of itself. Everything works in polarities, guys. It's the law of polarity. If there's light, there's dark. If there's an inside of this room, there's an outside. If there's positive, there's negative. There's forward, there's backward. So if you can do something and get a bad result, you can do this something in the same way and get a good result. If you can tell yourself you're a fat piece of shit and it makes you more fat and your actions move towards that, you can tell yourself you're fit and your actions will start to move that way. If everything works on both polarities, if um, you ever heard the term when it rains, it pours, most people are bitching when they say it, when it's like they had a bad, they woke up, they spilled coffee on themselves and they were late to work and they got a flat tire and they're like, well, when it rains, it pours. Well, there's that in the other direction too. You can get a raise at work and then all of a sudden you lose two more pounds and all of a sudden you uh, found a winning lottery ticket or whatever. Understand everything works in polarities. So if you're hating the way life is going, it's like nothing can get better or get worse. That can go the other way. Okay. And the last thing I'm going to say is you really, to really hit this home, you've got to change your self-image. In the same way of what I was just was talking about. You've got to start viewing yourself how you want to be because we get what we are, not what we want. So if you're, if you view yourself as a fat sack of shit, that's not motivated, that can't lose fat because it's all hard and you have to binge eat to, to cope. Well, that's what you're going to be your reality. But if you start changing the way you think and the way you view yourself and the way you act on a day to day and the thoughts you, and be really aware and cognizant of the thoughts you think and the things you feel, that's when your self-image will change and then the actions take care of themselves. If you really want to hear a good episode on the self-image and how to change that, go tune into episode 14 with my guy, Todd McBroom. I'm telling you, it will change your life. So I hope this helped a lot. If it did, please reach out and let me know um, if it's help, if his content's helping you. Um, if you can, whatever platform you're listening to this on, give me a five stars and write me a review. It'd mean a lot. That way I can get this podcast to more people, to more ears that can help solve more problems. Because the amount of DMs I get from people struggling and wanting to starve themselves and wanting to settle and hate their life, it, me, more people need need this information, okay? That's the whole reason I do this because I want to get that information out to everybody, as, as many people as I can. So thank you so much for listening in. 
I love you guys so much. I'll talk to you later.